Hi, I'm Jessica Hancock from EM Publishing, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk podcast. This week, Morris and Peter count down the top 10 most anticipated RPGs of 2022 as voted on by EN World Readers. In the news, the Monster of the Multiverse cover has been revealed, Kickstarter changes the date of Zine Quest, a free Dragonlance adventure has been released, Dark Souls is getting a role-playing game, the TSR News Update returns, a huge update on upcoming products for Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, and more, plus a brand new sketch about New Year's resolutions. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG Talk. Now you're feeling isolated in these difficult times. Hasten can help. We are the market leader in high-speed communications technology. 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 Uh, Anyway, we have combined the latest in high-speed watercolour production by our indentured pixie artists with the fastest carrier pigeons that money can buy to provide you with a near-instantaneous, almost-accurate and pseudo-real-time messaging service that will make you feel like you're in the very same room as your correspondence, albeit a very, very large room. From swapping potion recipes to plotting world domination with your fellow Dark Lords, communications that would normally take days will take a mere several hours. Amazing! It says here that their frame rate tops out at a whopping nine frames a week. We really are living in the future. Hasten, enabling collaboration since the third conjunction. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk, the first episode of 2022. <laughs> I had to pause for a second there. With me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Versus, as ever, I am completely delighted to be here. Can you believe it's 2022? 2022. This time it's personal. Yes. Do you reckon yes. it's going to be better or worse than 2021? Oh, Russ, don't ask me for optimism at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you made any New Year's resolutions? Any optimistic New Year's resolutions? No, I, I'm already perfect. Why would I change? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, your face. It's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like delusion therapy a thing or... <laughs> well, it can be if you want it to be <laughs> anyway anyway right yeah okay how would you like to do some RPG news because we've got a bit to do because we haven't been on for two weeks so we've got about two weeks of news but it has been quiet because you know that whole Christmas thing that happened what there was a Christmas did no one tell you no I miss it I've been working what no I've been working it's lies it's lies <laughs> All right, let's do some news. So, we should. Let's start with some good news. Yes. Did you hear the good news about Ian Livingstone? Oh, he got, uh, was it a knighthood? Yeah. Order of the British Empire? Yeah. So, he was the co founder of Games Game Workshop. Workshop. Absolutely, yeah. All those fighting fantasy books. Oh. 
Um, yes. Lara Croft under his watch as president of um, IDOS. Is it IDOS or EDOS? IDOS? Uh, I'll say IDOS. Let's say well, EDOS as, a, as a, a compromise between the or two. Or EDOS. There we go. Or EDOS. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Uh, interactive. Is yes. it interactive or what? No. No, that joke can only go so far. <laughs> as president of that company, <laughs> yes, um, launched Lara Croft. Yes. And also he does a lot of work for charity and he does a lot, he runs foundations and all sorts of things. And that's mainly what the Knighthood's for, is for his sort of, yeah. that, that side of things. Um, and uh, services to online gaming. Fantastic. So he is now Sir Ian Livingston. Oh, all right. Good chap. I did not find any record of um, Sir Justin Lanasse's knighthood in the Queen's um, New Year Honours list. Really? I did look. It wasn't there, so... What an unaccountable mistake. I know. Yeah. I'm sure it's just some sort of administrative oversight. I'm sure it and must be, have been, yeah. It'll be in the post. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't think, I can't think what, what, what went wrong there, but... No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so congratulations to Sir Ian Livingston. Yeah, yes, well done. Yes, he's a knight, an actual knight. Mm. How awesome is that? I'd like to be a knight. Mm. You? <laughs> <laughs> you should probably do more charity work. Yes, or, or yeah, some charity like, work. <laughs> any would be good. Or some mm. work, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. I do a lot of work. I, do, I, I do probably more work than anybody I know, I think. Yeah. Which is not good, and that should be my New Year's resolution. Like, take some time off. Well, I have some good news on that front, because uh, really? do you remember, of course you remember, Jessica Hancock? Yes. How could you forget? We had her um, on the podcast. Yes. She's also. Awesome. Well, she is returning to EN Publishing. Oh, okay. And she will be taking over the day-to-day running of the business. Oh. Freeing me up a bit, so I don't have to do so much work, and also I can do some oh. more creative stuff. Oh, so what, you're saying that... You will actually be able to do work on RPGs when you're running your RPG company, yeah. as opposed to amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she's, 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 she'll be doing it full time. It's a full time job. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting yeah. to expand. It's quite exciting. Well, I, I look forward to seeing your creative work. I'm mm. sure Ian Publishing will go from strength to strength. I hope so. That yes. is the plan. If that Woo-hoo. doesn't happen, then something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It right. happens. Yeah. Uh, did did we mention? In the last episode, I can't remember if we did, the Champions of Quinn Dragonlance Adventure. That seems like the sort of thing I should remember. Yeah, I don't think we did. I think maybe no. it happened after or over over the holidays. So, Well, I don't remember it. Obviously, that doesn't mean a lot, but I'm <laughs> well, pretty sure I would remember Champions of Quinn because I do actually remember Dragonlance stuff. Okay, so uh, Champions of Quinn was a yes. video game. Okay. Back in, like, the 80s. One of those gold box video games. You know, mm-hmm. Pool of Radiance and all that lot. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So there were a couple of those Death Knights of Quinn. There's a couple of Dragonlance ones in there, too. Yeah. Um, Dark Queen of Quinn or something like that. Something mm-hmm. something with Tarkisis on the cover. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. Champions of Quinn was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Dragonlance Nexus mm-hmm. has put together... 30, it's 30-odd 30 years on from that video game. Yeah, um, has put together a adventure module PDF that you can download for free based Ooh. on that video game. How exciting! It is quite exciting. I yeah. haven't like delved into it in detail, but I'm, I'm, mm. I'm going to. So they've, they've, you can get you can get chapter one out now. Mm-hmm. You can download that for free now. Chapter two is coming soon. 
Mm-hmm. And they've just started outlining chapter three. I bet that would be quite fun to run in an advanced fifth edition. Yeah. yeah. It would be amazing to run in an advanced fifth edition. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big cool. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna download that and give that a good good old check out. Good old what? I can't even think of what I'm trying to think of a word. You're going to ogle think. it. I'm going to ogle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peruse it, perhaps. Yeah. 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 So Peruse it in some detail. Yes. Study, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, that sounds, sounds worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. So there was a kind of first look at, you know, Critical Role's animated series. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The one that Amazon's paying them to. Yeah. Yeah. So they raised $10 million for it on Kickstarter. Good grief. Yes. Okay. And then Amazon said, oh, we'll pay for it. Okay, yeah. And sign them up. Yeah. Um, so there's this full Am- uh, Amazon animated series coming. It's yeah. actually coming really, really soon. Mm. Um, it's been pushed forward. or You know when people go, it's been pushed forward a week or it's been pushed back a week? I'm never sure which way around that is. But well, it's if you push earlier. forward the production schedule, then it would be available earlier. Right, okay. So it's that yeah. Okay. If you had to delay it, you would push back the date it would be released. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. um, it's about a month ahead of schedule. Nice. Which is nice. So yeah. it's like it's coming like imminently. Soon. I think probably soon. like end of this month or next month. It's like really, 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 uh, really soon. And nice. there's a clip online that you yeah. can see. So like nice. it's only a short sort of segment. Oh, okay. Uh, you can watch a clip of it so you can sort of see how it's how it's coming along and yeah it's like it's kind of wait it's wait, not a, it's wait, not wait, a wait, wait 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 what, 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 what? what so you're saying that you russ morrissey famously who refuses to watch anything animated have actually voluntarily sat down and watched something animated oh but i clicked oh that's right that's it okay okay but kind of in my mind this is basically i mean it's not official D. It's not made by Wizards of the Coast, but in my mind, it's kind of like it is what the D and D cartoon of the eighties was. Oh, okay. It's kind of it's the closest you're going to get, I guess, mm. to uh, at the moment at least to a D and D animated show. It's that fair? Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know how well it will do. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and it's on Amazon, which will give it quite a bit of exposure, I guess. So, um, what, what other news have we got? We have got oh. plenty. We've got plenty of news. Did we, we mention the cover of the Dragonlance novel last time? Yeah, I think we did. That was yeah. quite cool. With the okay. with a dragon, which you couldn't decide what colour it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, I did decide what colour it was. You just disagreed. It was just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's <That's> brown. Right. <laughs> it's not a brown dragon. It's, clearly, it's very clearly brown. Judgment intensifies, is mm. all I can say. Are you familiar <laughs> with the Dark Souls video game? I've never actually played it, but in many ways, yes, I am. Well, you know of it. I am, yes. Yeah, I I don't know anything of it, but I do know that there is yeah. going to be a tabletop RPG based on it from Steamforged Games. Yes, yes. But I've got no idea what Dark Souls is. Do you know, do you know what it is? Well, yes. Essentially, okay. you are a person who has to go from the beginning of you're going on like this sort of journey through it feels like the realm of the dead mm. and the main distinguishing features are it is very very hard because you can get killed very easily but the way to avoid this is to memorize every single pattern of every single attack that you're exposed to and as you learn this then you are considered to have get good or gotten good depending upon your views on english grammar 
and by successfully memorizing and executing the moves you need to, you're able to defeat the set patterns of attack of the enemies. Apparently this is considered a major skill and worthy of um, a lot of devotion. Okay. Obviously this made me, made me sound quite biased, but people explained this premise to me. I was like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like fun, so I won't. So I've never played that. Okay. Well, there we go. Anyway, right. there's, a, there's a tabletop RPG coming of that thing that you just said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And people seem to want to run it in Dungeons and Dragons, which in Fifth Ed, basic, no less. I'm like, you do realize it's very hard to kill a character properly in Fifth Ed Dungeons and Dragons, right? Huh? And there's very little room for player skill to necessarily make that much of a difference. No, I think, I think if you're the GM, it's very easy to kill a character. If that's what you want to do, it's very easy. <laughs> Well, if you run the game has design, it's very hard. <laughs> but you can certainly not run the game has they... You turn the corner, there were ten to asks. What do you do? I flee like a coward, weeping <laughs> and crying. <laughs> Possibly with, or- with orcuses riding them. <laughs> I mean, that, that just seems like overkill. <laughs> or, or is it to prevent me from getting on my magic carpet and saying... Nah, 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 nah. Yes. <laughs> right, anyway... There. Uh, oh, 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 did you see the cover? Oh. I mean, we've seen, you know, the uh, Mordenkainen's, uh, what's it called? Guide to Tomb Monsters? Of Foes? No, the new one coming out next oh. year. Or this year. It's not Monsters this year anymore. Multiverse, is, is that right? Is, is, that, that, right? is that what it was called? Monsters of the Multiverse, yeah. So yeah. We've, we've seen the cover kind of small in thumbnail yes. form before, but now well, there's the full wraparound cover available. Really? And it's, it's a really nice cover. I really like it. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I shall show it to you. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous cover. Oh, huh. What's Bing the Merciless doing there? <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry, that's supposed to be... Uh, that's, that's a different one, it's my bad. Yeah. So that oh, art piece wow. is by Greg Rutkowski. Yeah. And that big monster on the front is called yes. an Astral Dreadnought. Right. And it's the same monster which was on the front cover of 1987's Manual of the Plains for first edition. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. What's the horse he's riding on? It is... Looks a, like a cross between a unicorn and a luck dragon. Yeah, uh, that is not a thing that I know. Fair enough. What's it? A key rin? Key rin? Key rin? Maybe, maybe. Um, is, that, is that like a horsey thing, or am I uh, misremembering? Yes, congratulations. Look at that. I am very impressed. Yes. That is a key rin. Yes, it is. All yeah. right. So this comes out this month. Yes. But it's part of a gift set. Oh, So you brilliant. can't buy it individually. I see. And in that gift set, you get Fizzbands. No, you don't. Drake's you get. No. no, you get. First um, handbook. You get Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Nice. You get Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Right. And you get Mordenkainer's Monsters of the Multiverse. Okay. So those three books is what it is. You can't buy it individually. Oh, oh okay. So it's like all the extension material yeah. for the base three. Right. Yeah. And this book mm-hmm. doesn't have new monsters in it. It no. compiles monsters from previous publications, but mm-hmm. updates the stat blocks to the sort of more sort of modern type of stat block that they're using these days. So it takes like second ed stuff and fifth edifies it. Is that no, right? no, 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 no. For books from fifth edition books... Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, so it's it's a compilation of monsters from existing 5th edition books. Right, right. But updated, errated, and their new... You know their new monster stat block format, which has proficiency bonus and has yeah. spell actions 
and yes, yes, yes. Um, doesn't have alignment and you know, all the little yeah. changes that they've yeah. made for the monster. So they've done that to it too. Oh, I see. So if I wanted to look at a uh, mantrap carnivorous plant, this would be the place to find it rather than Tomb so. of Annihilation. I guess so, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like, let's have a look. It's got 250 monsters, including 30 playable races. And these have all been published previously. So mm-hmm. it's basically all the races that we've yeah. published in D&D books except for in the player's handbook. Interesting. And I think it says setting agnostic, so it won't be the ones that are specific to specific settings. So right. all the ones that are... So is it reprinting stuff like Volo's Guide to Monsters? Yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All of that right, stuff. Right, right. As, far as, huh. as far as I'm aware, all of that stuff, yeah. Reprinting what if an update I had Volo's Guide to Monsters? Oh, I see, but this would let me have the monsters from there yeah. with a new... Well, bear in mind, this is a gift set that's going to give you two entire books that you already own anyway. Yeah. You know, oh, it's true, yes. Yeah. So it's not it's not designed yeah. as sort of new content. It is a gift set. No, that's no, no, true, it's true. Gift set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay. uh, it does. I love that cover, though. I do it's love that cover. It's a nice cover. It is it gorgeous. Is good. I, think, no, good. I think that's my favourite D&D cover so far. Ooh. Strong. Uh, yeah, I quite like it. Um, I'm, I cannot think of anything that I prefer to it at the moment. So, mm. yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's rather lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. We've got to do this. Do we? We, we have to do this. Must we? <laughs> we must. Okay. Are we, are we turned down? Have we gone around to the awful section of the news? Yeah, but we, if we get through it quickly, we can move on to better news again. Well, I'm not sure we can. Anyway, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> The TSR News Update. So, there were, uh, I think, three pieces of TSR news yes. this week. Really? But there were there's three, there's three small pieces. Okay. So, piece number one. You remember they tried to sue Wizards of the Coast a few weeks ago? Or that's what they said they were going to do. That they did. Yeah. They, filed, they filed a suit. Really? They withdrew the suit a few days right, later. Right. Yeah, yeah. They have now refiled that suit. So that's news piece number one. They've now refiled it in the correct court. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I must say that is a little worrying that they didn't know which court was the right one to file it in the first place. Well, well, Perhaps their lawyers aren't all that they should be. Who, who, knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Not us. That's TSR news item number one. Yes. So, TSR news item number two. They yes. have... They... Earlier last year, they announced TSRCon. TSRCon... For 2022. Oh, right. As in a convention, convention. No, not, yeah, not a practice, yes, right, yes, with you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Yes. What's con? What's con for? Convention. Con- no, con- confidence trick. Confidence trick? Yes, confidence yeah, game, com- yeah, yeah. Com- yeah. Anyway, uh, TSR con. Convention. Yeah. Um, so they announced it earlier in 2021, and yeah. uh, TSR con 2022 would be the first one. It was going to be on July the 4th. It's all super patriotic and stuff, obviously. Right. And it was going to be held at the Haughty Cultural Hall in Wisconsin, which is where the first Gen Con was held. Right. So right, big old right. callback to that. And they posted an announcement yeah. and they said, uh, TSR Con will always be at the Haughty Cultural Hall. <laughs> Spoilers, it won't. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so, so they announced that they then announced in December mm-hmm. yeah. sort of over the holiday that TSR Con was moving both oh. in time and space like the TARDIS 
please don't bring Doctor into this. <laughs> so Tears yeah. Icon is moving yeah. from the Horticultural Hall. Yes. Which it would always be at. Yeah. Which it turns out it has never July been 4th. at. Which it which fails to ever be at. <laughs> yeah. Two dates, yeah. So. <laughs> to the right. Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. The which is the, which private is the thing that which they have. Which is the museum that they run, yeah. 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 So the location's moved. Right. Okay, fine. Also, the date has moved. From a hall to a museum, right? Yeah. yeah. The date has moved. From, the date has moved. And they have unpatriotic... They are really bad patriots. They have unpatriotically moved it from the 4th of July. Yes. They obviously don't love America, clearly. True. Um, yeah. And they have moved it to the same date as GaryCon, which is in the same town. So GaryCon's a fairly major convention. It's been going on for years. Uh, run by Luke Gygax, uh, sort of honours Gary Gygax. It's supposed to I've never been to it. Supposedly a really, really nice convention to go. It's a really good convention. Would this be in opposition to the con run by Ernest Gary Gygax's brother? That is the con run. Yeah. yeah Gary so, so, so basically... Yes. That's Luke Gygax. So, 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 so Ernie's, Ernie's brother is Luke. Luke runs Gary Gygax. Right. right. So Luke Gygax is running Gary Con. Yes. And they're trying to run a con at the same time. In the same town. In a much, much smaller venue than they originally were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As so they've done. So obviously, obviously, well, obviously, the reason they've done that is because they think that people will be travelling to Garycon from all over America, and they'll get some of the spillover, and some of them will come over to the right. little thing as well. I guess oh, I, only, just just for the kitsch value, right? Right with you. Well, they did apparently ask yes Luke Gygax to yes. pay them. $5,000 or something, some amount of money. It might not have been 5000 but I think it was in the region of $5,000. Right. In exchange, anyone with a Garycon badge could go into the, um, go into TSRCon. That sounds like a terrible deal. Lord, Luke Gygax thought so too, because he said no. So, yeah, so that's the second bit of TSR news. Moving, right, moving, right. moving the convention. I don't know how many people are going to turn up at this convention. It's going to be interesting to see. Oh, okay. Let's, let's hear TSR number three, The Grift Continues. Right. This one, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, uh, t- you tell me if this is a new low or not. I okay. I'll get, I'll get my uh, depth meter charged. So, you aware of the uh, Black Lives Matter sort of symbol, the race fist? Yeah. It's quite a famous symbol uh, yeah. around the world. Um, so... The symbol of sorority internationally, yeah. So, they put up a graphic of a green fist, exactly the same, yes. with the words, alignments matter. Huh. It's a bit okay. to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll be glad to know TSR News is now over. That's it. We finished oh, the TSR News segment of the podcast. Three little bits of TSR News. That, fair enough, fair enough. Yes, you do, not, um, you do not have to listen to any more TSR news, at least for this week. Oh, truly my life is filled with joy and my cup <laughs> run <enough> over. <laughs> so, w- would you like to hear about something I noticed, which was quite funny? Okay. Yeah, uh, there was a site called GameRant.com, and they produced a list of 14 one-page tabletop RPGs everyone should play. Are they related to Screen Rant? I don't know. I did wonder that because it does look like they're both called Rant, but I'm not a journalist or much of an industry insider. I'm just some person on the internet. But the thing that 
really struck me about the game rant thing was that when I was looking at it, it was like, huh, that looks like these are all very similar in aesthetic. And it turns out that Grant Howitt, the person who wrote every single one of these 14 games, mm-hmm. and who is not, not once mentioned by name or any of these games have a link to them <laughs> in an entire article. Oh, it's yeah. like, that is that is quite quite an achievement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, great stuff. Uh, please check the show notes and you can find where you can get access for, I believe, free for all of these 14 rather good games. Although it just seems like a really strange oversight. Hmm. Yeah, that does seem odd. I know that some sites, when they're posting, they never link outside the site. And it's just a, that's just an editorial policy of the entire site. Absolutely, one hundred percent reasonable, but like not mentioning, no, not I mentioning mean, the name is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, I, I put the link in there for you. You can scroll through. You can see that these are clearly mm. oh oh actually actually there is like a little bit on thirteen. It says an RPG by Grant, and then it's like got most of the H, but then it's like cropped out, right? And it's right. like that for all of them. There's no his name is not on. Any of them, and they are all clearly him. They're all clearly by the same person. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's it is. I gotta say, kind of wild. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to mention? I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did the president of yes, Wizards of the Coast. Well, oh, oh, Wizards of the Coast. That's right. Yeah. Is now yeah. the president. Yeah. Oh, the um, CEO of he- of Hasbro. Oh. She's a pretty big promotion. Nice. Okay. I think that is kind of testimony to how well Wizard of the Coast has been doing. The fact that the because wow. it's a division at Hasbro. Yeah. And yeah, the head yeah. of that division, which is Chris Cox, who is the CEO of mm. Wizard of the Coast, is now the CEO has been moved to CEO of Hasbro altogether. That's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal, yeah. 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 Wow. Well obviously wow. they're very pleased well, with what he's been doing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think we, did, we we said they were the most profitable division, largely by dint of not having to actually produce physical copies of anything. Like, yeah. yeah, they have to make books, but yeah. yeah. They, they have to make some books, but they can just do a lot more with like, uh, here, here it is electronically as well. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So wow. Um, wow. we don't know who's going to be replacing him as CEO of Wizards. Mm, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah. Is it you? Is it you, Peter? I, I do have the requisite size feet, but I'm afraid I don't really have any of the other industry experience <laughs> or qualifications. No. So it's not Yeah. It isn't, in fact, me. Is that what you would say if it was you, but you've been told you weren't yet allowed to announce it? It is 100% what I would say, yes. So it's definitely you, then? I can neither confirm nor deny that <laughs> at this time. Well, it's not me. That yeah, could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be working less hard for us. Get with the picture. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. you know Zine Quest? Or Zine Quest? Yes. Zine Quest. Zine Quest. It's yes. moved. Oh. Yes. So normally it's early okay. in the year. Yes. And Kickstarter is moving it, it's delaying it until August so that it coincides with Gen Con. Huh. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. There has been a bit of pushback. Yeah because uh, projects do require quite a lot of planning and they've only been given a few weeks' notice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, when, when you say, like, when was it normally? February. It would have been February. It's now going to be okay. August. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, and that was announced on a by a tweet by yes. Anya Coombs or Combs right. Coombs, who yeah. says, "Hi, pals, Anya, director of games at Kickstarter here. Yeah, excited to announce we're moving Zine Quest to August to coincide with Gen Con twenty twenty two. Official mm. dates to come." But if you're still planning a zine project for February, February, email yeah. games at kickstarter.com for a little extra promotion from us. Right. So people who've got all their project work in place for February are going to have to either get a less promotion or do it in August. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that is short noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, considering it's what well, January. If they'd, like, announce, if they'd like, announce that, like last summer or something, it wouldn't really be yeah. such an issue. But if you've been planning mm. this and you've been arranging things yeah. around it, and it's a lot of work goes into RPG. Yeah, yeah. Even a zine, yeah, yeah. Especially a zine, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I've never done a zine. It might be even more work. Yeah. So, uh, in mm. response, there's been like a kind of grassroots oh, yeah, campaign so. has launched called mm-hmm. Zine Month. Yes. So this is like unofficial it's a grassroots yeah. kind of thing, and that will be taking place in February. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a website, and it's going yeah. to collect projects from various different crowdfunding platforms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically, it's so it's basically like uh, Zine Quest at the same time, but unofficial. Oh, okay, which sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Hmm. Hmm. Right, we might be nearing the end of the news now. Yeah, do we have time to mention? A quick a Kickstarter that crossed my path. We have all the time in the world. <laughs> uh, the Adventurer's Guide to the Bible. Sorry? The Adventurer's Guide to the Bible. Sorry, could you repeat that? Position. I thought you said. <laughs> you thought I said the Adventurer's Guide to the Bible. Yeah, obviously you position. can't possibly have said that. What did you say? I said the Adventurer's Guide to the Fifth uh, the Adventurer's Guide to the Bible for Fifth Edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Do you Would you like to know more? The, the Bible? The, I, said, I, I the believe... Bible. Uh, I will just check. Uh, yes, yes, it does appear to be the Bible, which is commonly known as the good book. Yes. Oh, show me, show me, show me. Oh, go on. Then. How Let did me. this not appear on my radar? I think because it has just released. Oh, right, okay. Um, has of, like, yesterday. I see. The Avengers Guide uh, to the Bible, you're right. That is exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. A fifth edition campaign setting with new rules and options for players and gems and a full adventure for characters levels 1 to 10. I know, right? That is that. That is definitely a thing that has been offered. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they even have a bit about each time Jesus tells his Catholic listeners about the prodigal son or the good Samaritan, he's creating a scenario that challenges the listener not only to reflect but to respond. Just look at how many of these parables end with a question like, what would you do next? So what sort, of, the power of interactive so what sort, what sort of adventures <laughs> do you have in this thing? I don't really know. They do mention giants, seraph serpents, angels and demons. Right. All creatures great and small. Um, with lots of engaging encounters. It seems like they will be drawing. They were drawing quite heavily on the biblical text. They've got four playable lineages, you'll be delighted to hear. Nephilim, giants, humans, and a fourth lineage to be revealed on Tuesday, which, yeah, I'm going to say is probably going to be Genie, but I don't know. We shall have to wait and see. Mm. So I have seen biblical era settings for D&D before. 
I think back mm-hmm. in the D20 boom, there were probably a couple. So I have seen them before. So it's not yeah, yeah. that, you know, it's not as out there as, as, as you might think. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it depends on the, what the actual approach is. Um, they are very keen on letting you play. Okay. The adventure begins with a search for three yeah. missing magi and eventually brings the players into conflict with a dangerous fellowship of ancient demons. Yeah. Hmm. Obviously, you can get the Secrets of Eden expansion, which includes the Echoes of Eden Sorcerer as a subclass. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It, I, I mean, they've got, they've got some high goals. Uh, in terms of funding-wise, they were asking for $5,000, and on the second day, they are on... 6,200, oh, got it, 6.3k has a time of this podcast going out, so... It's very funded, yeah. Yeah, yes, they have, they have funded, uh, with 136 backers, uh, but this is from Red Panda Publishing. Hmm. Intriguing. Benjamin Mazuk in Parkville, MD? That's a state, I don't know which one MD would be. It's not Minnesota. Multi Disney, no. My exhaustive knowledge of US states. Maryland. There we go. There we go. How could you possibly not know that? Well, I just told you. Oh, let's have a look at. He's in Baltimore in Maryland. So here we go. Right. I'll keep an eye on that. That's that's interesting. I'm going to keep an eye on that because I'm intrigued. I got to say. I got to say. Yes. They, they are aware of what they're doing. They do have in the risks that with the supply chain and labor shortages, there's various risks, but they'll just list act of God as a potential risk or challenge. Mm. Okay. So that is, that is the thing. I thought I would share it with you because I quite enjoyed things like the subclass, which included the path of the Nazarite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Devout warriors gifted with superhuman strength who do not cut their hair or drink alcohol or fulfilling their Ooh. vow to God. Right. No, I, mean, I am intrigued. Yeah. Definitely intrigued. It, it is definitely a thing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I assume this is done by, like, actual religious people. They're not... Uh, um... Well, well, as you know, I know nothing about the background. I'm not religious myself, so I would never no. attempt to do something like this. But I assume if you actually were religious... That would it, be. It, I, I personally think maybe you are verging on the grounds of being disrespectful, but I don't really understand. I'm sure that there will be people who hate it mm. because the satanic panic has never really gone away um, for certain parts of America. It's a topic that you can't imagine not. Controversy will yeah, be caused. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. Uh, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. It's... I haven't like seen the internet explode about it. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it... I am very always a question here. So this is. I'm looking at the comments. Will Jesus have yeah. a stat block? See, that's that's immediately where my mind that... went. Right? It was like, would yeah. they do that? I mean, that would seem like it would definitely be. And, and will Jesus have a stat block for us? Yeah. What's the question? So that was a great question. First of all, the extent to which Jesus appears in this adventure is up to your group. 
The plotline of the yes. adventure runs parallel to the events of the Bible, so major characters like Jesus certainly make an appearance and tie into the main plotline, but your group can decide how much you would interact. Blah, blah, blah. In answer to your question, Jesus does have a stat block for the purposes of guiding the GM on the mechanics of how he can interact with other players. However, Jesus is not intended to be a combatant in this mod. <laughs> I, if you give I, something I a stat block, you know, you know what will happen. Yeah, so. The moment you give something a stat block, you have given players permission to kill it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, so that's going to that's going to be the most controversial thing about this thing. Once that once Jesus' oh, stat oh. block is is revealed, that is going to be the the thing that screen grabbed across the across the internet. Yeah. So this I I mean yeah it's I I I don't know I mean the production value seemed quite good. Yeah. I I think it is a good faith effort. I just feel that. It feels a little misguided, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Perhaps I'll be surprised and it will be warmly met and received with positivity and embraced and people will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, people will be able to enjoy the hobby more or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, the Old Testament is filled, filled with wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. Mm. So, like, you know, rather than yeah, well, the other people's mythology. It's like this is very New Testament, though, from the... Uh, I'm pretty sure Giants and Nephilim are probably not that New Testament. But they said the adventure was at the same yes. time as when Jesus was around. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, New Testament. But you've got a lot. Of, you've got a lot of Bible to play around with. But it takes place alongside famous events from first century AD: the preachings yes. of John the Baptist, death of Cleopatra, disappearance of the three Magi, and the outbreak of war. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's the first century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't know if I'll back it because I don't know that that's for me. Mm. I don't know that's something I would ever personally want to... But I'm definitely curious about it. I am curious to see how they implement largeness in Basic Fifth Edition. Largeness? Yeah, yes. Uh, player characters being large because that is something that Wizards of the Coast has staunchly ducked and weaved and avoided. Right, right. Um, see also centaurs who should be large, but are actually medium-sized. Yeah, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have two stomachs. Oh, at least. <laughs> yeah. It's all stomach, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, coming from Ian Publishing this year, in 2022, oh. we announced yes. some yes. new books for Level Up, Advanced Fifth Edition. What? We did. We, only, we just had three absolutely enormous stonking content packed books actually we've had more than that look, we've had look, f- five look. five oh my god is that them look at that good lord that i, I mean is what i like to call a book oh that's so gorgeous oh listen i'm just saying that if you were to could I, could you hold that up sideways again i'm still having difficulty like russ we need to okay Right. We're supposed to be finishing this podcast, but, but this, book, Russ, this book gets the page count of the um, Player's Handbook. Yeah, Player's Handbook. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that size. Oh. This is the difference. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like three times the size. So what's that? The Adventurer's Guide and what was the uh, Trials and Treasures? Um, wow. So wow. Trials and Treasures is here. Okay. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, gorgeous. And oh. Monstrous Menagerie. Is here. Wow, that is like that is stopping small arms fire. <laughs> it, it really is. is. It is. Yeah, gorgeous. my god, it is. it's like 
about inch and a half, maybe two inches thick. Russ, why haven't we weighed these books? Uh, good point. Okay, give me a second. Yes. I have here what some people would like to call a set of scales. Yes. And which other people like to call a set of scales. And what you prefer to call has a, what's it, mass measuring device. Uh, a way, way. Due, a, <laughs> the force due to gravity um, multiplied by yeah, the acceleration. I can't think of anything suitably long and convoluted. Shall I just weigh the adventures, like guys? Okay, are you ready? You should. I make a guess okay. in kilograms or grams. Oh, um, adventurous guide. I would say that is probably coming in at maybe 1.8 kilos. 2.3 kilograms. <laughs> What's that in pounds? Let me do a quick conversion. 2.3 kilograms. KG. Are you just, wow. So 2.3 kilograms is five pounds. Good Lord. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that one. So the monstrous menagerie is yes. 1.9 kilograms. Right. Okay. And then trials and treasure. Yes as I channel my best Matt Berry there, is 1.4 kilograms. Wow. Okay. So my mind is just seriously boggling and blown. So basically, basically it's like six, about six of a bit kilograms, which is around about 12 pounds. So essentially it's a small baby's worth of books. Mm, I guess so, yeah. 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 Oh, actually quite a big baby, actually. 12 pounds. It's so. an enormous baby. <laughs> it's, baby. it's like twins. What? It's two babies. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of book. Uh, well, anyway, the, the, the news item was that we've announced yeah. some new books. Oh, well, this is why I am like spluttering and demanding evidence of the books that we have so far because that's crazy. I mean, it's like what? Why so many books? What are the books? So tell me more. First one is called the Dungeon Delver's Guide. That's a really good name. And this is being spearheaded by Paul Hughes. Oh, nice. It's all about dungeons. Solid. So it's going to be filled with exploration challenges, which are underground kind of, you know, traps what? and f- sort of uh, methane yes. caves and all the, all the sort of stuff that you find underground. Dungeoneering equipment, a whole bunch of um, locations like location templates, like temples and you know, like un- underground cities and... S- Different types Ooh. of, you know, like like locations that you've got some little mini adventures, mini dungeons in there. Um, yeah. Then archetypes, some new heritages, um, probably new magic and magic items, lots of equipment. Right, right, so yeah, right. it's a whole a whole book all about dungeoneering. That sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. Nice. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to buy yeah. it. And the other one, which is currently working title, is the Starfarer's Guide. But that Ooh. might change. That's the working yeah, title. Yeah. Uh, working title, yeah. yes. That's a, a placeholder, if yeah. you will. Uh, well, it might, yeah. it might end up being called that, because that's what happened when we leveled up, isn't it? It was a working yeah. title when it started. A5E in space! Yeah, basically, yeah. It's a science fiction yes. um, source book for Ooh. A5E. Nice. Yep, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. And, um, so that will have new heritages, new cultures, a whole array of science fiction gadgetry, weapons, and that sort of thing. Is that? Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And spaceships. Exactly, and spaceships, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yes. exactly that, yeah. Um, I know you like a spaceship. I do like a spaceship. Like more than one yeah. spaceship. I like multiple spaceships. Ah, uh, spaceships. More than one. What? 
Amazing. So what else was there? There's um, the To Save a Kingdom adventure path. So it follows mm-hmm. on from Memories of Holdenshire. It's going to be a hardcover book. Oh, um, okay. And it's To Slay a Dragon, To Stake a Vampire, and To Smite a Fiend. Those three adventures. They already exist for previous editions. Oh, okay. So they're going to be updated for Advanced 5th Edition and presented in a single right. hardcover. So that's the other thing that's coming out this year. Fantastic. And also we're producing a A5e Bible, which is for use by developers. Oh. So like, if you want to write for A5e, you can download this Bible, which will be free. Yes. And it basically tells you how to do things. Ah, lovely. Because I know there's a lot of people chomping at the bit to get stuff out there. Mm. Yeah, so this will, uh-huh. this will tell you from little things down to how you format certain things. Oh, nice. To things like this is how we work out what a heritage is worth or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's a design okay. guide for people who want to yes. write for... Design stuff. Yeah, whether they work for us or for themselves, you know. Right. Free for anyone okay. to use. That sounds amazing. Yeah, super useful. Yeah. All yeah. right, what other news is there? Or are we done? Uh, I, I'm out of exciting news, which... I, I'm delighted to actually start off 2022 actually came up with things that you didn't already know. So that that, that cheers me. Yep, yep. That was a thing <laughs> I did not know. Do you want a quick glance through the current Kickstarters that are around? Oh, yes, yes, let's. So, we have got Hell Knight. Oh, amazing. What's that about? Doom bikers are charging from hell to rid the world of rogue demons. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Doom Biker oh. RPG rule art book inspired by badass metal covers and the spirit of a strange deca- decade. Uh, I, I have to say that they do have that full-on Metallica sort of like special font going on for the Hell Knight. It's all of, is, is it Metallica or is it Transformers? I can't remember. Oh, like Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's funded. Uh, well, nice. well, truly funded ten times over. There's a three and a half thousand dollar goal. They're at thirty five grand, and they've got two weeks to go. So nice, yeah. Well played, good for them. Well done. Yeah, uh, original system. Yeah, yeah. twenty six dollars plus six dollars shipping and handling in the US for PDF and print. Mm. Hmm, solid. That's what we well got. Played. Well played. Spider's Guide to Worlds Beyond Our Own: Dracul's Game. Oh man, I'm just seeing look dragons everywhere. Because there's like. Or key rin, some cr- Is it a key rin? Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. It's got antlers it, and it's a lot whiter looking. It's got it's antlers. Fluffy. It's got whiskers. Yeah. You can't see the antlers. Yeah, the rest looking on the top of its head. Brown things. I'm not seeing antlers you there. Unless you're looking at <laughs> a different picture to me. Uh, Ida's Guide to Walls Beyond the Rim. Yeah. The, I can't the see antlers. Witch and the Luck Dragon playing chess. I cannot see antlers. Um. I don't I, know what to I see the whiskers, I cannot see any antlers. <laughs> Unless you, you must be looking at a different... Oh, right, okay. Scrolling down, okay. So I was looking at the picture yes. at the top. In the, right. If you look at that one, it cuts off before yeah. the antlers. Oh, uh, okay. Scroll down, right. now there's a bigger picture, and yes, there are antlers on that one. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, so I was I just looking at that going, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't have to send you this snipping tool version <laughs> I just did, where I've circled the antlers for you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay, okay, there are two right, pictures. Right, right. There are antlers on one and there are not on the other. Right. Okay. So, um, yes, yes. yeah. Uh, a two-part book reimagines yes. existing races and ancestries into a new context, offering right. variants to the existing D&D races, new player options, lineages, subclasses, and spells, and an adventure for levels 8 to 16, exploring an occult-themed trail of assassins. Oh. Uh... 
Is that Ida's Guide to Adventures? Yeah. Ida's Guide to Worlds Beyond Our Own, Drackle's Game, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Ha! Huh. So it is. I was just looking look at a bit about Variant Ancestries. So there we go. Hmm. Right. Yes, no, it's... And it's $100. Wow. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's the most popular pledge. Let's have a look. It's not, that, that's, $30 uh, for the PDF, and it's... There we go. Yeah, And sorry. it's $60 for the hardcover. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the $100 price, which is quoted in X column, is for the hardcover first edition deluxe. Right, right. Nah, there you go. Which I'm sure will be very nice indeed. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, next one. Go. Next one is... I don't normally get to read this column, so I'm not very familiar with its format. <laughs> oh, we've got a spot of ancient Greece stuff. Oh. Eon, Ancient Greece, yes. Volume 2, Deeper into the Labyrinth, Labyrinth of Minos. Ah, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Lovely. An RPG zine, no less. Yeah. Ah. Okay, that's pretty good. Ancient Greece, Volume 1. Very, yeah. very, very funded. $100 goal. It's done nearly $4,500. Ooh, 62 pages mm. uh, for a mere $10 with $5 shipping and handling in the US for PDF and print. Mm. Yeah, that's a beer off. Great value. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Eldendale, Love and Luck. Oh, it's quite cute, this one. What's this? Oh, it's from, from, somebody, from, from someone called Brittany, apparently. Okay. Uh, it's got like a little dragonfly on the front. Mm. Lots of flowers. What's more oh, romantic than demonic invasion? Part of the Eldendale Homebrew series, 5e compatible. Oh, that is very cute. Yes. Well, you could get $8 yeah. for all the PDFs. Uh, Eldendale ah. is plagued with a demon problem when an incubus and a succubus show up yeah. unexpectedly and begin to terrorise the small village. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's that one. Sounds like unique adventure options. Yeah. Then we have Ghost Club RPG. Ah, by Andrew Dow. Hmm. Oh, they're looking to evoke Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, Twin Peaks, and Gravity Falls. So lots of, I guess, Illuminati and a parallel and scary world in the modern day. Yeah, so that one is uh, that one is funded. Mm. So, yeah, that was kind of fun. And then finally yeah. we have The Goblins Beyond the Hill. Ooh. Well, not finally, second to last. The Goblins Beyond the well, Hill. Um, yes. A D&D adventure where you start out captured by goblins. Oh, schoolboy error. Let's have a look. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, short adventure, uh, uh, one party levels four to six. And level one party oh. of four to six adventurers, sorry. Okay. Oh, gets you started off. Uh, I think probably the most interesting about this is the price, only two euros wow. for the PDF of the adventurer maps. That's very cheap. No, oh, I suppose it's taking advantage of they're hoping to get quite a lot of people. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And then finally, for honour and for glory. Right. A epic, Orion Scott Kulik. An epic fantasy role-playing system. Yes. Ooh, let's have a look at that. Brand new game. A medieval fantasy role-playing game. Um, it's just about funded. It's made just mm-hmm. over the $2,000 goal. So three weeks to go. Mm-hmm. Um, three weeks to go? That's quite a long time. A game of courtly intrigues, Viking raids, cutthroat nobles, holy wars, and much more. High drama, action, adventure, fantasy game. Hmm. Well, they've certainly got good taste in art. Yeah, they've used a lot of uh, stock art yeah. there, haven't they? Or public domain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a fair bit of Art Nouveau. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Sheet. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, five, five, dollars, like... five dollars for the PDF. That's a good deal. Yeah, and Russ, it looks like they may have a lot of different pole arms. Oh, I do like pole arms. 
I, I mean, they might go as high as three pages, um, <laughs> which is which is absolute absolute madness for any RPG book to devote quite as much time to poems. I feel, I feel personally, I feel that RPG books should devote at least fifty percent of their pages to poems. Okay, at minimum. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've done. We've so, done the news. Huzzah! We did the Kickstarter as well. Happy New Year, Baron. And a Happy New Year to you too, Korg. And indeed to all of you. This illustrious fellowship is gathered here again. I salute you all. As do I. I am honoured to be part of this adventuring company. Long may our exploits continue. So, Korg, do you have the list? The list, Baron? You know, Cork, the list of resolutions. Ha! <laughs> Verily, yes, I do. The New Year's resolutions of every member of this intrepid band. <laughs> then bring it forth and let us read it aloud. Very well. First, we have Marvello the Wizard. Marvello has resolved to stop answering every challenge with a fireball. Well, that certainly did not serve us well in the flammable gas swamps of Nirgarthanon. Or indeed, Lord Lucafoy's ball. The bard had to do some fast walking that night, I can tell you. Talking of the bard, what is Gervaiso's resolution? Hmm, let me see. Ah, yes. Gervaiso the bard has resolved to not to try to seduce every NPC we meet. Oh, jolly good. The horned Goliath of the pit did not take well to that. I remember it well. And we shall not bring up that time when Gervaiso spent an entire night trying to beguile a statue. Well, to be fair, it was a very realistic-looking statue. <laughs> it doesn't matter how darn realistic it looked. The only way we could tear him away was to fake a flash haberdashery sale. True, true. Now, what does it say about Barry the Berserker? Ah, well, Barry has promised not to fly into a rage at every slightest propagation. I mean, really, that poor waiter. There was a fly in his soup. Still, hardly worth being beheaded. With a spoon. Twice. So, what about our resolutions? I thought is. What, pray tell, is your resolution, Korg, rogue extraordinaire? I have sworn to stop pickpocketing the entire party. Ah, phew. I was hoping you would choose that. Only joking. I've really resolved to eat more healthily and exercise more. What? That's my resolution. Eat more healthily and exercise more. But what about the pickpocketing? What about it? Well, it's the single most annoying trait, not only of yours, but of the entire crew. Yes, well, that's as may be. But my resolution is just eating healthily and exercising more. Fine, fine. At least tell me the ranger has agreed to stop stalking shadowy tavern corners and the paladin won't be smiting anybody who so much as bends a rule in her presence. Yes, yeah. yeah. But you are going to... Eat healthy and exercise. Yes, look, clearly you have a problem with this. Well, it's not very heroic, is it? Heroic? I mean, it's not really a resolution befitting a prestigious and accomplished figure such as yourself. I'm not sure I understand what you're getting at, Baron. Well, do you think the vermin Africa's the terrible scourge of worlds vowed to eat healthy and exercise more? 
No, his resolution would have been to raise more cities to the ground or to destroy his most hated foes. We are his most hated foes, Baron. That's not the point. Well, what is the point? The bleeding point is that Verminathlox's the Terrible's New Year's resolution is highly bloody unlikely to be eat healthy and exercise more. My friend, dragons have to look after their physical and mental well-being just as much as the rest of us, Baron. Now, what about Indrathakar, the Ice Queen of the Middle Wastes? What about her? Well, do you think her resolution was to eat healthy and exercise more? No, no, it was probably to bury the nine duchess in the eternal ice age, I should imagine. Exactly. Look, Boren, I really don't know where you're going with this. If our New Year's resolutions are so important to you, why don't you share yours with us? I, uh, um... Well, come on, man. Out with it. I don't want to. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I don't want to. Spit it out, man. <sighs> Fine. I've resolved to alphabetize my polearm collection. What? You heard. Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool? Good lucky. That could only be our patrons. Yep. Man, I have never seen such a well-informed debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know... Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top secret, super exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. Huh, I did a, uh, a scientific calculation once just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah. How much? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. Shh. So as we do every year, yes. we have got a list of the top 10 most anticipated tabletop RPGs for yes. the coming year. And the Ooh. way we do this is we open the floor to nominations yes. in December, and then all valid nominations get put through to a big public vote, thousands and thousands of people voting, and then we post the results. So we've got yeah. the list of the top 10. In descending order here, most anticipated RPGs for 2022. Do you remember last year's? Uh, did it have June? Mm, June it? and Twilight 2000, joint winners. Yes. Yeah, the Free League always does quite well on these. Free League does always do quite well in these. Let's find out whether they've done well this time, shall we? Mm. Okay. Yes. Right then, have you got the list right. in front of you? I do have the list in front of me. Marvellous. Uh, oh, we've got previous winners, 13th Age, 2013, mm-hmm. Star Wars Force and Destiny, 2015, mm-hmm. Rift of Savage Worlds, 2016, mm-hmm. The Tread Van Con- Chronicles, 2017, mm-hmm. uh, Vampire 5th Edition for 2018, mm-hmm. Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, A Personal Mind, 2019, June Adventures in the Imperium, which was 2020 and 2021, and Twilight 2000, which was joint 2021. So, mm. let's get started. Who is it going to be this year? 
Yeah. I ask, as though I don't already know. You don't already know. <laughs> shall, shall, shall I start us off with number 10? You can, if you wish. I, I think I shall. It's a Werewolf the Apocalypse, the fifth edition from Renegade Studios. Woohoo! So. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you play much White, or have you played much White Wolf kind of World of Darkness type stuff over the years? I, I have played, like, non I played Mind's Eye Theatre, which is very similar because that's mm. like the vampire LARP stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple of those, but it just never really that gelled that well for me. But right. I know a lot about it because I have friends who would not shut up about it. Right, right. Which is how we as geeks and role players learn about new systems yeah. from friends well, that will just well, like, just keep on talking to you about it long after you're like, please stop. Well, there was a period <laughs> when vampire was super popular. I remember, yes. And nobody would play D and D. If you if you wanted oh. to play D and D, you were like deeply uncool. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to play D and D, but <laughs> all my friends were insisting we played vampire. Yeah. Um, so for a while, yeah, it, you know, that was what late nineties. So, so tell me about your vampire character. Uh, I made a knight. Mm. Vampire dark ages, then is it? Or? No, 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 it was just like a regular okay. vampire game, but he was a knight. Okay. Right. Um, you know, he'd been around for years as a knight. He'd never changed his clothes, basically. So he used to walk around in armour. Yeah, yeah. Has to, has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember that much about it, actually. It was quite a long time ago. To be oh, oh, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but, but he was a knight. That's what yes. I do remember. In armour. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this this isn't my brother. This is Werewolf. That's true, yes. Werewolf the Apocalypse, fifth edition. Yes. A game all about people raging against environmental apocalypse. Raging against a machine. Yes, and it turns <laughs> out the machine isn't actually a dishwasher. Mm. So for the fans out there who were very surprised to hear that Tom Morello can be quite woke, that was obviously a massive shock. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of Rage Against the Machine's famous song, F*** You, I Won't Tidy My Bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, some people don't like it as much as the original, but they're clearly wrong. <laughs> Anyway, right, that was number 10. 10th most anticipated game. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't, to be clear, not necessarily the 10 best games or the 10 best selling games or anything like that. It's just the 10 most anticipated games of the coming year. Has dictated by the people who read Ian World and can be able to vote in the polls. And it doesn't even guarantee they're going to come out this year either. As we've seen with games which have been in the most anticipated. All it means is they are the most anticipated this year. June. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, quite, quite. <laughs> June and Conan as well did that. It was in the list three it? years running. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, this, number this number nine. Huh. Swords okay. of the Serpentine from Pelgrane Press. Like, my friend, did we not actually have a game of this run for us by Kevin Cole? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this was number six on the list in 2020. Ooh. It's number nine on the list. Now for 2022. Which indicates that we played it two years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. No, it was about a year ago, I think. Well, well, you say that, but if it was on the six, number six of the list for the 2020 most anticipated games. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when it was. Anyway. Oh, um, they know. So anyway, I do know heard that yes. PDFs are out and done. Yes. And oh. the print one is actually being printed. So it is, it is imminent. Yes, yes. Cool. Uh, I think this is, uh, if I recall correctly, this is a... Uh, Collaboration between Kevin and the very talented multiplexer. Was that this game? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm I pretty sure you, actually. I, yes, I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember because Emily Dresner. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember from the Dungeonomics, which were absolutely fantastic yeah. 
Article 3. So for those who are not familiar with it, sword and sorcery game, daring, heroism, sly politics, that's the best type of politics, bloody savagery, yeah. definitely the yeah. best type of savagery, uh, mm-hmm. set in a fantasy rife, fantasy city rife, yes. skullduggery, and death. And skullduggery is definitely the best type of duggery. Oh, absolutely. I remember it has been like Venice, but with um, less clean canals. I don't think Venice's canals are that clean. Precisely. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed the game we played of that. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it was a good well, game. I do enjoy our little game skill. We should get more people to run for us. Yeah. Because that seems like a reasonable thing for us to do. Yes, you can our podcast two hours. Now spend another hour or so entertaining us. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> okay, number eight. Oh. Do you want to read out? Number eight. The eighth most anticipated game of 2022. Yes, I'm going to read it as Cyborg. Because it is a conversion of Morkball by Christian Sullen and uh, Johan Noor of Stockholm Cartel, which is all about a nano-infested doomsday RPG with cybernetic punks and misfits raging against a relentless corporate hell. So it's Cyberpunk Morkborg. Exactly. Yes. Cyborg. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of Morkborg stuff out these, especially in the last year. It's been People really dig that Morkborg yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not... It's like an awful lot of third-party walkwalk stuff. I mean, it's like tons of it. So obviously they've got oh. like a good open license that you can use. In fact, I remember yeah. reading something about the open license. Was it them who declared, no, you may not make an NFT with our stuff? Or was it not? I can't remember. I have completely missed that. But might- that would be entirely in line with the, entirely in line with their aesthetic. Mm. I'm, I'm 100% here for that. Yeah. Right, <laughs> number seven. Number seven is... Yeah. Shadow of the Weird Wizard. Wizard? From Schwab Entertainment. So this is Rob Schwab. Ah, yes. Who makes the very popular Shadow of the Demon Lord RPG, which has yeah. been around for years now. I, I, I always feel like that's quite a new game, but it's been around for like 10 mm. years or something now. It's been around quite a while. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's been at least five or six, I know that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a classic, what can I say? Mm. It always feels fresh. So this perhaps. was, I remember this was originally going to be called Shadow of the Mad Wizard. Right. And then there was, I think, some pushback on the word mad and it got changed to Shadow of the Weird Wizard. But also yeah. there was, there's Dungeon of the Mad Mage already for D&D yeah, as well. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That. But anyway, so this is like a family-friendly version of Aww. Shadow of the Demon Lord. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shadow of the Demon Lord's like really popular, so uh, I assume this would be equally so. Yeah. No, it does look like quite good fun. They're talking about civilization having grown and fallen at least twice before. Uh, refugees, people looking to start again, having escaped the troubles in the old country. Mm. So, yes, I guess uh, it's, in many ways it feels sort of uh, a little bit sci-fi in that there's a belief in development in the future rather than necessarily fantasy, which is everything in the past was better. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but... I'm sure that's just my weird take on it. So Possibly. moving on. But yes. tell, tell, tell us what's at number six, Peter. What is it? What is it at number six? Tell us. Tell me. Now. Tell me. I need to yeah. know. Tell me. Stop holding <laughs> out on me. I need to know what's... Tell me now. Uh, tell me. Tell me. The power is in my hands now, Morrissey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, one, of my, one of my personal things that I'm quite excited about, which is Rivers of London coming out from Chaosium which was at number seven on this list in 2020 and number six in 2021. Hopefully it won't be in 2023. Third time lucky, chaps. Third time lucky. Based on the novels by Ben Aronovich and powered by a customised version of the basic role-playing system, The Rivers of London follows Peter Grant, an ordinary constable-turned-magician's apprentice, as he solves crime across London in a sensational blend of inventive urban fantasy, gripping mystery filler and hilarious fantasy caper. So you're, you're a big fan of the novels, aren't you? 
Yeah, pretty much. What I see here is that because it's using the basic role-playing system, you could, if you were of a mind, take the basic role-playing version of Rivers of London and the basic role-playing version of The Laundry by Charles Strauss and match together Peter Grant and Bob Howard together in one terrifying mix of Cthulhu horror and weird magic. Well, you can also add in Call of Cthulhu itself, presumably. You could if you want to be boring. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but yes, um, exciting times. Uh, I, I think, to be fair, you probably shouldn't. You totally could, but you probably shouldn't because Charles Ross is on record to saying he's had a chat with Ben and he reckons it probably wouldn't work because they have different approaches to magic fundamentally. I see. Anyway, that's at number... What was that? Number six. Six. Rivers of London. Which leaves us with number... What comes after six? Oh, there's no, there's no possible way to find out. What Truly, does come, we are... Huh? Let's see. <laughs> oh, look, we could just look further down the column. There yeah, we go. Thank, oh, thank goodness. Number five. Apparently yes. number five comes after number six. Good to know, good to know. Okay, so number five is from Tuesday Night Games. It is the Mothership First Edition. Oh. So there's been an edition of Mothership out for a while, but that's kind yeah. of zero th- North Edition. So I'm pretty sure I backed Kickstarters for supplements for Mothership. And also, didn't they just do a massive Kickstarter? There's quite a lot of third-party Mothership stuff, I think. Yeah, which is pretty good for a game that doesn't officially exist, apparently. So this is first edition. Boxed set. Did one and a half million dollars on Kickstarter. Woo! Yeah. And this is all about sci-fi horror. So it's alien and... Nice, nice, nice. In space. Which... Yeah, that does look very cool. I kind of wish I backed that one now. Too late. Okay. I've just lost the page. <laughs> you have. Well, fortunately, I can tell you what number four is, if okay. that would help. What is it? Well, this is another multi-million dollar Kickstarter, <gasps> which made absolute tons of money from coming from Magpie Games <gasps> using the Powered by the Apocalypse engine. We have Avatar Legends. Avatar Legends at number four? Absolutely. So, it was... Everything was going fine until the Fire Nation attacked. Is what so I'm, I'm sure saying. most people would have expected that to be number one. Well, they would expect that in vain. I wonder why it's number four. Well, perhaps you could tell us what number three is, and that might start opening doors for us. Okay. But, but Avatar Legends, just so everyone mm-hmm. knows, so it was the biggest tabletop RPG in history. It made $10 million. It had something oh, like 80,000 80, backers or something. Pretty sweet. It was immense. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, That's a lot. I mean, yeah, I backed it. That's how big it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that particular Kickstarter reached way beyond the tabletop RPG industry, though. Mm. I mean, it was it, it seeped into like people who don't know what the RPG general, is, but like industry. I want some yeah, of that. Yeah. 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 It was very shiny. Mm. Okay, number three. Ten million. Yeah. Ooh. Number three was on was at number four last year. Yes. So anticipation has only increased over the uh, last twelve months. Yes. Four. Yes. Pendragon yes. Sixth Edition from Chaosium. Ooh. That's the second Chaosium game, isn't it? In the in the list. Yeah, they're doing well, aren't they? Yeah. So this is a new edition of the King Arthur Pendragon RPG. Nice. This is going to be the first wholly published by Chaosium in a quarter century, which some people like to call twenty-five years. Yes, I don't. So, oh, is this this edition will be the first one that's... When it says wholly published, I don't really understand what that means. Were other editions partly published? I guess. Why? Yeah. I mean, there's been Chaosium ownership stuff over the years. Right. So, oh, okay. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a really big deal, I think. Like Pendragon, Pendragon is generally, um, I've got it. I've never had a chance to play it. I've got it upstairs. Mm, I've read it. Yeah. I've never, and I do want to play it. Yeah, because okay. from what I what I hear, especially from other RPG designers, yeah, um, Pendragon is basically a masterpiece. Mm. Right? It's like one of those nice. Well, there's there's a there's a lot of games out there. I read mm-hmm. something like on Kickstarter just in 2021, there were something like three thousand new tabletop RPGs launched in just one year. Oh, so there's a lot of games out there, but Pendragon really stands out as an actual masterpiece. Mm, nice. Yeah. So, uh, and um, it began, like, in 2010, Greg Stafford sort of started saying that he wanted to make, like, the ultimate edition of Pendragon. Mm, mm, mm. And obviously Greg Stafford has passed since. He passed mm, in 2018, I think, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, Russ, 2018 was four years ago. Oh, four years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's 2022 now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. How did that happen? I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, there was a pandemic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I skipped two years. Yes. Um, so, anyway, <sighs> he left behind loads of material. Yes, okay. Um, and this is sort of uh, edited and nicely tidied up and put together into an uh, amazing six Yeah, edition. so, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I am absolutely 100% going to get this. Nice, 100%. nice. I'm, I'm fascinated. Okay, well, with such a glowing recommendation, it would seem foolish not to. Yeah. Okay, number two. What's the number two? And the second, the penultimate entry in this list uh, is World Anvil Publishing's Broken Tales, mm. which is something I haven't heard of. Well, so, I have. I know. And here I am on RPG podcast covering as many RPGs as we could possibly cram into two hours per week and still have managed to not have this come onto my radar. I'm pretty sure we have mentioned it before, but briefly. Um, oh, it was on Kickstarter. It was on Kickstarter in the summer, May, June, ish. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I mean, I mean, I, I love the sound of this game. It's reinterpreting traditional fairy tales for a dark lens uh, to completely change their premise. Hmm. Players are belonging to the Order, which is always an exciting thing for me. A secret group operating on behalf of the Papacy, whose duty is to investigate threats and events beyond human understanding. Eerie 18th century Europe becomes a background for these unusual heroes and villains from various fairy tales, now acting as protagonists in a new reality shaped by the child saviour. Hmm. Wild. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations to the World Anvil Publishing. Yeah. Number two on the list. Second most anticipated. I know. But that leaves yeah. number one. But number tell me, tell one. Me, tell me, who is number one? Number one is... Yes, yes. From Free League. Uh, again. Yes. Blade... Yes. Runner, oh, as it has to be pronounced, Blade Runner. Cyrus, okay, Blade Runner, and all these years we're mispronouncing it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the correct pronunciation. Thank you for uh, thank you for freaking me on how to do it. <laughs> so yeah, um, most anticipated, and I'm going to tell you, looking at the numbers, this was not even oh. close. Yeah, yeah, it wow. was it was ahead of the pack by a lot. It really is the most anticipated game of the year. Wow, wow. And I quite, I'm interested, definitely interested. So, you know, you Ooh. can play on the futuristic streets of LA. Um, it's investigative gameplay. Um, it's not right, just right. retiring replicants. Um, there's no, also no. going to be sci-fi action, corporate yeah. intrigue, existential character drama, and moral conflict. Ooh. And it's going to use okay. the Year Zero engine, which is Tales of the Loop, Forbidden Lands, Alien RPG. Yeah, yeah. and of course, using Year Zero. 
I mean, I am curious. How do you think they're going to make this so it's like a good RPG that isn't basically just a another cyberpunk one? Don't know. I'm sure they'll manage. Mm, I'm sure they'll. Don't know. But, but and yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess we will. I guess we'll find yeah. out more in the coming months. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I noticed we've got some honourable mentions at the bottom for Transformers, Renegade Game Studios, DCC, Dying Earth from Good and Games, Tales of Sadia from Fandom, and Salvage Union from Leyline Press. Mm. And obviously, uh, I personally am quite looking forward to Into the Motherlands as well, because that would be quite a good one. Yeah. I reckon. Congratulations to Free League. They've won twice, two years in a row. Oh, right, right. Have a look at that. Good on them. Good on them. Okay. Yeah. 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 And... Yeah, we're done. We're finished. That's the podcast. That's the podcast over for another week. For another week. For another week. Okay. Well, I guess I, I we will have to come back next week. I guess we will. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, that's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Us, not tell me, tell me, tell me, who is number one? Me. Really? You're, you, Morris, are the number one most anticipated RPG? Yes. Is this like in I'm John Malkovich, but I'm Morris? <laughs> It wouldn't be very interesting. You stare at the computer screen. You walk your dog. <laughs> um, sorry. You finished? <laughs> uh, I manage an international global company, I'll have you know. You do, and you're very important. Don't let anyone tell you. I'm sorry, in other news, I'm going to get a new co-host for this podcast.